you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm Peanut Tillman, and this is the NFL Players Second Acts Podcast. My guy, Roman Harper, Super Bowl 58. It's been going down all week in Vegas, baby. It's been amazing. It's been a lot of traffic. It's been a lot of some stuff. I just call it stuff. Uh, we'll just say it's a lot of stuff that happened this week. But we recorded a lot of podcasts. 18. 18 different guests. We all brought them all out. They showed up, showed out. It was awesome. First of all, shout out to our viewers, as always, wherever you pick up your podcast, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you do, wherever you listen or watch, always maintain to give us a review. Give us five stars. Click that follow button. Leave a couple comments. Please share. Peanut. Who we got on this next episode? We got great duo, uh, Sean Alexander, one of my old teammates, uh, Brian Erlacher. These episodes are going to come out. We have did this clearly uh, ahead of time, but these next two episodes, you're going to love them. No, no, no. They're definitely going to love them. But Brian Erlacher, Hall of Famer. I didn't give one him of your best. I apologize. I one apologize. of your best teammates of all time, Sean Alexander, one of the few running backs to be have the audacity to claim the NFL MVP. Roll and before tide. that, roll damn tide. Let's go. All right, our next guest is here, and I am reading the bio this time because it is so home with me. First and foremost, roll tide because we are here on the building sharing the stage right in here with one of the greatest all-time players from the University of Alabama. He played nine years in the NFL. Uh, he is a rare breed of being a running back who has won the NFL MVP. Yes, he has. And he's in the Seahawks all-time leading rusher. After football, he's poured himself into his business and charitable work with the Standalone Foundation, along with being a dad to a quote-unquote very large family. <laughs> My man, running back, number 37 in your, on the field, number one in your hearts, Sean Alexander. Yeah. Roll Tide, my man. Roll, roll Tide. tide. I'm not going to say Roll Tide, roll but welcome tide. to the podcast. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Ah, don't just get welcome, on that. Get hard. Welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome you know, to the I, show. I, I just will say this, and we, we can move on from Alabama pretty fast, but I always know it's a big game or that I'm always around royalty whenever I get to see Sean on the sidelines. He's always been amazing to me. Yeah. He's a, he was a great teammate. He accomplished so much at for the University of Alabama, and I love just seeing him yeah. back. And I don't know how many young people get to appreciate you especially when I just read through your accolades of how great you were yeah. at what you did. No, nah, thank you for saying that. You know, it, it was weird. You know, I caught that day, both Pete Carroll and Nick Saban both decided to, you know, retire. <laughs> People were calling me, Sean, how you feel? How you feel, Sean? You all right? My brother called, man. I got to take the shoestrings out your shoes, man. How you feeling right now? Uh, you know, because when I retire, Nick becomes the head coach of yes. Alabama and Pete becomes the head coach of Seattle. And so they really might, that whole 17 year run has been my years of retirement. Oh. And so it's been a, uh, it's been amazing. They both opened the doors wide for me to come be a part of, you know, in those 17 years, I only had 
10 more kids, gave him a, t- a number of 13 now. And so uh, so family's big. Bama football's big. Seahawks football big. My boys don't even understand what it's like for Bama or Seattle not to win it. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, being three, two more years. It's you normal. Know? It's normal. Something going to happen, you know. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, so no, but thank you. I've, I've loved my time in Alabama getting to see you guys, you know, go play, play in the league and retire. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's. It was just great. Nick Saban opened those doors and uh, and Pete Carroll opened up those doors. It was just really wonderful. So for me, I think one of the best awards that I won probably in my career was uh, when I won Man of the Year. But like Rome said, when he read, when he read your bio, in an MVP. Yeah. Running back that won MVP. Yeah. I feel like it's hard to do that because the uh, uh, we can just say it, the, the quarterbacks, they always win MVP. Oh, nowadays, it should, it should just sure. be the quarterback award. But you won that, and I yeah. feel like that's hard to do as a running back. It is. And you it had is. an amazing season. How did that feel to win that award being a running back? Yeah, so that year, um, the first game of the season, I had about 14 carries and about 60 or 70 yards. And on the last play we were playing Jacksonville, we tried to throw this Hail Mary, yeah. and the defensive end clipped Hasselback's shoulder. So his shoulder was hurt. Next week, 20-something carries, 100 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> Next week, hundred some k, hundred uh, something yards, two more touchdowns, and then the coach was like, "Oh, you know, even though his man was playing, he was kind of tweaking the offense, yeah. to kind of be like gadget passes, and then run the ball with Sean." And so we just rolled that all the way through there, and that 1880, 28 touchdowns. I sat out of nine quarters that year. Nine, really? I would have had two thousand something yards. I, yeah, I played up to halftime against. The Eagles, they had a big Reggie White. It was awesome. So some of my heroes, Reggie White was being honored. Sunday night football, I had three touchdowns at halftime. They was like, oh, we taking you out. <laughs> we, we going to the cup. We You ain't going to get hurt on our dime. And, you know, and uh, and so my last se- last game of the season to get the, the rushing title, to make sure I won it, um, you know, they took me out at halftime. So, you know, so there was four quarters there. And then there was five other games. I didn't play in the fourth quarter. We were just – yeah, it, it was a rare year where we beat teams that bad in the NFL. Right, and uh, you know, I I still say, yeah, I'd have probably had another four hundred yards in them nine quarters. Most you know? definitely, most and, definitely. Uh, and I'd have had the greatest rushing season yeah. ever. There's the NFL honors, and notably, they announced the uh, the the 2023 class of uh, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, class. Excuse me. Um, I think personally, you need to be in there. You should have had your jacket a long yeah. time ago. So what are your what are your thoughts on not having that jacket? You know, I try not to make it everything. Yeah. But, you know, you work so hard to go do stuff that's special. And, uh, you know, we had about ninety nine touchdowns in five years. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, like, you want to be like, can we just drop the mic and walk off? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, so you wait the process. But I, I definitely think that you have to be special to get in the Hall of Fame. Right. You have to take your team to places that they haven't gone. And y'all know before I got there, people would come to Seattle, get a fish dinner and a victory. And then by the time I like, – they only had three division championships in the first 26 years of playing. Wow. And then I get there, and now it's known. Like, loudest fans, you ain't going to beat them in the, yeah. they stadium. So, like, that was the stuff that we built. And I, I laugh because, you know, you get Russell and Bobby. You know, I retire. Pete comes in. Russell, Russell, Wag, uh, Russell, uh, Bobby Wagner, Russell Wilson come in. And they're like, ooh, this water's already warm. I'm like, yeah, all y'all got to do is just tip the water a little bit. Y'all going yeah. to and that's what they did. So they they get the, all the kudos they deserve for winning our first Super Bowl. But we'd already showed them how to get there. Right. How to be champions, how to play championship football at home, how to win on the road. Um, 
I think the that culture all was those already things, created, yeah. I think all those things set the stage for for me to be able to get in. And at the same time, if you say it too much, then they look at you like you're funny. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so um, you know, I my one of my favorite running backs is Barry Sanders, and everybody understands why. Yeah, he had 99 career touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, and so that was my goal. I can get to 100, and so that's what I did. That's awesome. I didn't Clear. know that was a goal of yours. Yeah, that's a crazy. But I mean, that's beautiful. Uh, I I'd like to. Look, I think you were great in the league, but you'll never be better than what you were at LSU your freshman year <laughs> yeah. where you just took over the, the whole college football <laughs> yeah. space by storm. You had the big thigh pads kind of right. hanging out on the side. It was like My amazing. wings. Yeah, they, whatever. <laughs> the ugly wings. It was hilarious. But, yes, that part. And so accomplishing everything that you did at the University of Alabama at in Seattle as a professional player um, – could you maybe talk about what it feels like to have the Sean Alexander Award? Yeah. To go to the the most impressive or the best freshman in college football. Yeah. So it was really cool. You know, if you uh, I tell people, if you're the best player in the country, you win the Heisman. If you're the best freshman, you win the Sean Alexander. And it's been uh, it's been with a great honor. You know, about this is our sixth year. Caleb Downs won it this year. But uh, about seven years ago, the Football Writers Association, one of their one of their main presidents, uh, Mike Griffith, he said uh, he was a beat writer at Alabama when I was there. Oh. He went on from there to, to Tennessee, and now he's Georgia's main writer. And I said, I said, I don't know if it's if it's us players or if it's you that's bringing, you know, that everybody get their juice from. But uh, but he said, uh, hey man, we got to put you around football. I just retired, and he said, yeah. love to uh, love to get you a part of picking the freshman team. And so I picked the all freshman team with him yeah. and a bunch of other writers. And then the next year, he said, yeah, we're thinking about naming it after somebody, somebody whose name is relevant and somebody who's uh you know at, at the end of the day not a stinker they'd be young enough that they could be around the players but but their name is solid and i said man let me think about who are who i could help y'all with you know what i mean and he said nah sean like we've been monitoring you for a year it's gonna be you and i was like oh man what an honor and so trevor lawrence was the first winner yep. kenneth gainswell running back for the eagles he was the second winner great and i got to meet all these guys and hear their stories especially and life. when they're young too but yeah so i get to touch them at 18 and 19 and watch them grow to the men they are will anderson won it brock bowers was the fourth winner drake may so it's really cool because brock and drake um they'll both you hopefully be draft. top 10, yeah. 10 yeah. players this year you know so it's gonna be for them and then caleb downs won it last oh, year yeah he'll be a top and you just get crazy stories you know like you know i remember you know when uh, Saban decides he's retiring, Caleb and I are talking on the phone uh, one day. And then all of a sudden, he's like, man, everybody's blowing my phone. I'm like, yeah, they're blowing up my phone, too. And we FaceTime. So, you know, he had that little blur. And he looks up and says, hey, did we just pick a new coach? I was like, oh, my gosh. we like, hey, we call you to the back. We hang up the phone. And my, it's all the alumni that's been calling me. It's yeah. all players calling him. And uh, so you get to have these moments with all these young players. So the award is great. We, we built it on four things. Talent. Number mm-hmm. one, you turn on that film and you like, ooh, I want him on my team. You know what I mean? Uh, character, you know what I mean? Like, you ain't got to be Mary Poppins, you know what I mean? But I need you to have some character. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm too young. I can't have you get in trouble in my name. <laughs> then number three, we uh, we say an ambassador. We we talk to the schools like, man, an ambassador is one that speaks on behalf of somebody else. Right, yes. So, hey, is he an ambassador to your school? And we just do the work, you know what I mean? And then number four, we call a legend. And so since they're 18, 19 years old, you know, we don't know, but we we assume and try to find out, is this kid going to be a pro? Yeah. And we've been proud with all our five, our six now current uh, winners, uh, you know, from starting from Trevor Lawrence. It's been pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I know Rome and I, we both do a lot of uh, nonprofit work with our foundations. And I know you've been working with 
the uh stand stand together foundation yeah. and cafe momentum can yeah. you talk about what what's that been like man what's that been, been like working with it's them? been just wonderful so i've been with them about been, i've been with stand together foundation about five years being an ambassador yeah, for yeah. them um it's about 800 of the some of the most successful men women and philanthropic leaders in the country i mean like you know i, I tell you some of the stories of these people you'd be like oh that's who they are i've been really honored to help some of them people you know, spend their money, use their leadership to go impact some of the country's biggest issues in poverty. Um, my heart was into juvenile justice. Y'all be around me. I know I'm a mentor at heart. You yes. know what I mean? And so um, so I love pouring into people and watching them mature into what they've been created to be. And Cafe Momentum just touched my heart. Um, the the chef, Chad Hauser, was award-winning chef. He uh, he left his restaurant and started Cafe Momentum because he did a, he did a, a little... Uh, cooking session at a juvenile place and touched his heart because he had this belief that most people have all oh, these kids are trouble these kids probably did it they didn't and he got to hear their stories and he was like he was shamed of himself but instead of like most people just being like ah okay i guess i gotta do better he was like i'm gonna do something about it he started cafe momentum it's a year internship paid internship and the kids come in they they learn how to cook some of them are front front door they rotate through the through yeah. the whole year from cooking to to um um uh, interest to management to to the chef in the back uh, but the secret sauce is he brings in i call them the, the aunties and uncles even psychologists social workers tutors and what you're seeing is in recidivism in our country for most places is about 45 to 50 percent that means they're going to go back to prison again the thousands of caffeine momentum kids it's 11 percent. and so i said well why don't we just put one of these in every nfl city that we have and so you know, what if we changed how we traded, treated these kids that made problems that probably should get some punishment and right. we, ain't got, we ain't got a little, little whipping that they yeah, did yeah, at yeah. one time. They need some some discipline, but to be labeled as something like a throwaway, that's what they call most of these kids, a throwaway for something you did at 14, 15, 16. Right. Hey, I don't want them to know what I did at 16. Right. You know what I'm saying? We just right. didn't get caught. We just yeah, didn't get caught. Just don't label me something forever. <laughs> we didn't have these phones. Yeah, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? And so, so we now have, we started with <clears throat> Dallas. We now have start opened up Pins, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Pittsburgh one. We've opened one in Nashville. Uh, Y'all got one this, in Chicago. This year is is Denver. The Broncos jumped in. They put money in. They put some some of their stuff in. Uh, we've also got Atlanta ready to go. 20, 20, end of 24, 25, Houston, Miami, Tampa, L.A. starts all the works. Chicago is in the talks right now. Oh, wow. So we're getting yes. all um, the goal is you go from one to three, three to six, six to twelve. You know what I mean? And we when we slowly just change how we how we view these kids that make make problems. At the end of the day, people need dads, people need moms, people need right. aunties and uncles. And when you put them around it, we already got the proof. These kids actually become successful people. It takes a village, as they say. It does. Yeah. Now, Sean, I got to know this because I think I know you, but I don't know this answer. Mm. What was your first welcome to the NFL moment? Oh wow. Oh, man. I would tell you on the good side was my second year playing against the Raiders. You know, it was a big game Sunday night, and I break this 88-yard touchdown run. And that's when I thought, oh, I'm fast enough, strong enough. This place about to have a problem with Sean. Said, you know? <laughs> um, but I remember getting hit. Um, I tell you, my hardest hit was by Roy Williams. And you know how football it is. You know, when you hit that hole in college, it opens up. You're like, ah! 
what? Just out being speed, just out and stretch out. You know, that whole open up in the pros, somebody's coming to fill it. That's on purpose. That's true. Yeah, that that is true. You said that's on purpose. Hey, that whole opened up, and I was like, wow, listen, I cut back, and it was like, Roy, ah. And I was like, oh, and I hit him. Like, but I stepped into it. So I hit him, ha, ah, you know, everybody's, you know, our team jump up, yeah, feel that. You know, they, they, they hyping up. Man. What was your body feeling? <laughs> Man. <But> my body. <laughs> I said, oh, you know. And, uh, and then, you know, we talk, I talked with Roy a little bit later. He's like, oh, you know, I know it's a good hit. I don't even, I don't even remember. I'm like, boy. I did, you, did you stay in the game or did you come out? <laughs> no, nah, I stayed in the game. You know, like, you know, you know, you just wired a little different. You like, nah, you going to have to knock me out to, to take me out of the game. You know what I mean? But he hit me good. I mean, good. He hit me good enough to be like, oh, okay, you know, and with uh, oh, Frank, which one of y'all? <laughs> oh man, yeah, he I'm got me like good, you now, bro. Yeah, yeah, I told you, dude. It's, it happened. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So I know one of my best seasons was uh, 2012. It was my MVP year, or whatever, if you want to call it that. Um, I remember one game that I just was. I don't know. It, probably one of my best games. What was your your moment in your in your MVP season? Like, what moment stands out the most for uh, you? You know, we play, you know, so we, we that time we beat the Eagles um, on Sunday Night Football, that's when I knew we had a Super Bowl team. You know, I had three touchdowns in the first half. They took me out. And I also knew that that's when I was like, oh, man, I'm not going to get the 2,000 yards because I knew that they were going to start taking me out of games yeah. to make sure I didn't get hit at the, at the end of the games because we was, we was that squad, man. We was putting teams under. But I... But I remember, and I can't forget, you know, one of the worst things to do is to play against somebody that wants that heat. Oh, and, yeah. And they don't know it. You know what I mean? Well, that's what happened my second year when we played the Minnesota Vikings. See, uh, in high school, you know, there wasn't no cell phones. Right. So you going around and they'd be like, oh, man, hey, you know, Lou Holtz comes in from Notre Dame. Hey, you three guys come. Man, you know, I got Mr. West Virginia, Mr. Ohio, Mr. Kentucky. That's why I'm from Mr. Kentucky. Yep. Man, you three come. We going to win that ship ship three years in a row. I'm like, well, why not four? Oh, yeah, I ain't going to be here four years. <laughs> you know? that, that was Lou Holtz talking. <laughs> well, what I didn't know was until we all got older and we all went to different schools. One, Mr. West Virginia went to Notre Dame and then, and then transferred out. Mr. Ohio went to Michigan and Mr. Kentucky went to Alabama. We didn't know. We just thought, hey, I hope I see you, blah, 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 blah. Until we all realized after we got in college who we was. Mr. West Virginia was Randy Moss. Mm. Mr. Ohio was Charles Woodson. And so we all now, you know, today we all went to the same school. We'd all been at Bama. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we uh, but we all went to different schools. Well, wow. Randy goes through his career, signs with Notre Dame, Florida State, in the Marshall. They're all hyping him up. Charles wins the Heisman. Yep. He goes over there, gets the pros. He's turned this year. And I'm over here like, you know, I won the SEC, you know, SEC player of the year. But I'm like, hold on a sec. I'm the show about this thing. You know what I mean? So so we playing the Vikings. It's our second year. It's my show now. And they're all talking about Randy Moss. And I'm like, oh, they don't know what they about to happen. I scored five touchdowns in the first half. Yes. It's the only time it's ever been done. And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, let's, let's go – I was like, I was so hungry for that game. And yeah. no one knew I had that I had that fire up under here. I ain't gonna let everybody know I'm going off tonight. And uh man, when that thing was over, Randy was like, yo, bro, what's going on? <laughs> yo, Randy, what's going on with all that? You know what I mean? But I want because I did not want my high school buddy yeah. to upstage me. You know what I mean? He was already starting to make that name. And yeah, I was like, was. oh, and that was my beginning. You know what I mean? After that, they was all like, oh, we they got a running back in Seattle. It started with that night. 
That's funny cool. as you talk, there's your Charles Woodson right behind us. Yeah, so yeah. he's just walking over there. Look at that. That's how it is. That's man. how it is. Yeah. Words matter. Yeah, that's how it is here. I uh, I've written down how you scored those five touchdowns. I um, I but I want to know this though. I want to know you have thirteen kids. Can you reel off? I know you can. Yeah, of course. I want the names and the ages of thirteen from oldest to youngest. Go. So Heaven's twenty. She's a sophomore at Liberty. Trinity is eighteen. She's a freshman at Trinity. She runs track. Uh, Eden is as a junior. She's sixteen. So that's my three girls. Eden is, uh, was a sophomore All-American in track, but but she's there. So then my boys, Joseph and Justice, 14 and 12. Get ready. And then uh, <laughs> then after them, we thought, oh, we got three girls and two boys. Let's get We're good. Two more girls came up. Temple and Honor. They 11 and, and, uh, and 10 right now. Did awesome. Great athletes. Funny. Smart. You know, them, them the queen bees right there. Okay. Yeah. Then we thought, okay, next is Jedediah. He's eight. The most alpha dude. He come in here and be like, is that my seat? He'd be like, do you eight, man? Sit your little, you know what I mean? Uh, so then so then we had five girls in a row. So I thought, man, we had five girls, three boys. Man, we're going to get these two more boys and we done. No, five girls in a row. So Tora is the one that we lost. She was 70 days old when she passed her sis. So I still mm-hmm. say that I had 13 yes, kids because she counts. She, she, she's most living definitely. in heaven right now. You know, we all want to get there, you know? Yeah. So, so she would be six right now. Then you got uh, Eternity is five. And then you got Hosanna. Zan Zan is that power mama. You know what I mean? So she's three. Then you got little Hopi. Hopi's two. And then you got new Judea. She's our fifth girl. Judea's seven months. There it is. I, I knew you could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's amazing that you have that it's many impressive. kids. Yeah. You are, they already have personalities. You already know who they are. Oh, for sure. Man, it's so funny because, you know, once you have them in there, it's a lot of work. No, no doubt. No doubt. But you value those one-on-one times with all of them so like oh, part, yeah. of, part of the normal week is everybody has a one-on-one date with dad whether it's 30 minutes or an hour and we rotate it like so who gets that what block of time so i got to be very intentional with that time but everybody gets a one-on-one date sometimes it's watching a video like a 15 minute video and then talking about it sometimes it's driving off and, and getting a little slurpy and, and, and having a conversation and it just changes like depending on the age of the kid like what we talking about from right from uh from issues, boys, you know what I mean? One, one, like, look, dad, I need somebody like you. I need, they gonna have to be wealthy. They, well, I'm like, please, you all go, oh, go. <laughs> you know, they gonna have to have character. I'm like, all that stuff when I taught them, I'm like, yeah, it don't sound right when you say that. <laughs> you, know, you know? And to, to the boys, just, you know, football and sports and yeah. faith, you know, just learning, oh, hey, well, dad, what'd you, you know, what'd you do? Like, you know, hey, what, what'd you do when a girl said that? Oh, we having that conversation? I, okay, I, okay, we ready now, you know? Like, good-looking boys, okay? Yeah. yeah let's have this conversation. So every one of those one-on-one conversations is so, like, lovely. And uh, I just love being able to pour back into those kids. And and that's part of, like, me mentoring some of the guys. Like, I get to come and remind them, like, who they are. Yeah. Let them understand, like, I don't want you to have a plan B for football. I want that to be plan A. But I also want you to have a plan next. Like, what are we going to do afterwards? So, like, we get to come and talk about all that from – the girl you're around, is this going to be a wife? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, why, how much how much time we want to give to somebody that ain't? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's to, true. To making money and spending right. money. And so so that's all a part of, like, my PLP, my professional leadership development program. And, yeah. And uh, all that. So I just love all that. But you just got to be very intentional to go do it well. With your time. Yeah. Look, man, uh, thank you for blessing us. Yeah. With your presence and coming on the show. Yeah. Alabama royalty right here. Alabama, man, the, I'm, I'm going to say it. He is king. <laughs> Alabama royalty about? over here. 
That's awesome. I always feel good when I see him and uh, Dr. Anderson on the side. Yeah. <laughs> we, hey, we show up, you know what a game's big. Hey, I, whenever I see you and Dr. Anderson, like, okay, it's You know what, what, no, what's really interesting? Uh, when I came down to Atlanta for the SEC Championship, you know, I got to talk with Coach Saban because Coach Saban's like handle the guys, you know, so we're all there talking. And I said, I said, I saw Nick, he was sitting over there and he kind of looked at me, gave me like the nod. I said, how's he feeling? He's nervous. I said, he should be nervous. I said, you know what I mean? We was winning before he got here. We're going to be winning after, you know what I mean? So I'm giving that tough love. And then I said, y'all know, we've been whipping Georgia this whole time. They were like, oh, there's a dynasty. We done played them twice in a dynasty and got two dubs. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like they've been in the SEC championship twice. They both were L's for them. You know what I mean? And so, so we just like, huh? How, how big of a dynasty is it? You know? We did what we did. You know what I mean? We won another one. They didn't get to go. And we will continue to do what we do. Sean Alexander, you are a blessing. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you joining us. All right. You just heard Sean Alexander, one of the great, the greatest running back in Alabama history. I apologize to that. Thank you. Now, our next guest, none other than Peanuts, Hall of Fame teammate, Brian Keith Erlacher. Brian Keith Erlacher. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This next guest is one of my favorite teammates of all time. I probably don't need this, but I'm going to read it anyway. Played his entire career in Chicago, 13 years. Uh, is considered one of the greatest players in the team's history. Elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2018. My guy, the biggest dummy I know, Mr. Brian Erlacher. <laughs> Brian Charles. Keith Erlacher. <laughs> oh, all right. Anthony. Shut up, dummy. Yeah. And did you know his real name was Anthony? Yes, uh, I did. Okay, I just, I just, I just sure. think it's funny because I've heard – Dunce dummy at least 12 times since you guys have both been on the stage yeah, at the same time. He has an issue with words. Clearly. And you are insults, here on very behalf insulting. of PSG. Golf. Yes, the golf. maker of golf equipment. The best golf equipment get, there is. They're they doing, make custom clubs? What's cut? Like design, fitted for you? Like fitted for me. Well, most. You don't play golf, obviously. You play golf? I don't play me? golf, do. no. So you know that most clubs are fitted, for, are custom made for you. I didn't you know go in, I'm talking to him. Oh, so you go okay. in and you get fitted, you know, and they size them to you and stuff like that, and then you're good to go. So yes, Charles, they're off custom. PXG specifically is like custom. The best, just, they yeah, make yeah, everything the best. Do you have a hookup? I need a contact. Yes, we have a hookup, definitely. Lila, right there, PXG, Lila. Lila. All right, tell me your first impression of this young man Ooh. when you guys were teammates, your first okay. impression. As a rookie. Yes, man. go. So, 2003 was your rookie year, right? 2003, yes, sir. Roman, this, so we played, Randy Moss used to be in our division. And this, and Charles was good. He started from day one. He was always a good player, always running to the ball, always talking, always blabbing. But we played the Vikings. Was it late in the season? It was late in the season, yeah. We didn't, up to that point, we didn't have an answer for Randy Moss. So we put Charles versus him one-on-one, and it was late in the game. They had to score. They throw a pass up to Randy Moss in the end zone. Charles intercepts it. Uh, didn't run it back, but he got a nice play on the ball. We, I knew right then that we had us a guy. You know, you know, you know, you know certain yeah, guys yeah, yeah. you get. You're like, and I knew before then, but man, put him on one on one versus Randy Moss, rookie year. Randy was established already. 
you knew you had a dude right there. Yeah, because the, the locker moment room wise, great locker room guy. Great, you can see there's a little banter going back and forth. Um, but we had fun, man. And we uh, another thing that if you put put a guy who's in the Hall of Fame and then put Charles' number up there and don't don't put their names there and, and pick who's in the Hall of Fame, I bet you'd pick him because just from his stats, if you didn't know his name. That's that's how good a career he had, and there's not get enough uh, respect for that. I received it. Thank you. It's the truth. I, re- I received that. If if you didn't that's know good for him. that you like, if you put a Hall of Fame guy there and put your numbers next to him, they probably pick you for those for being a Hall of Fame. Is right. I assume. I would assume you're right. Your numbers are stupid, and you got something named after you. They're, still, they're still doing it every time I watch TV. They talk about it. A peanut punch. They still talk about it. I agree. It's crazy. I'm excited because I think you will have a chance to go into the Hall of Fame at some point. Uh, hopefully uh, closer than later. Um, yeah. But we'll have to see. None of us have a vote. Maybe you got a vote. I wish I had a vote. Oh, I you wish don't you have a vote. I'd have a lot more teammates in. Owen would be in, you'd be in, uh, or you'd at least be closer to being in. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, uh, that thing is weird how they, how they do that, man. It uh, is. I, I don't understand it. So the 2006, that was our Super Bowl year. Yeah. We're in Arizona. You know the, the, the game. We are who they thought they uh, were. Yeah, Monday night. Yeah. What do you remember most about that game? The halftime speech from Owen it was amazing, dude. I, Olin I just, Cruz, OG, yeah. He said <laughs> we're we're not going to lose. We're going to get physical. We're going to beat them up. We're not. I don't know exactly. There's some other choice words in there, but we were down twenty to zero at halftime. We won 24-23. Nuts scored a touchdown at the end of the game. Mike also the force fumble he had. Yeah, yeah but you scored a touchdown. You Teamwork. Did the hard part. We uh we didn't score off of the touchdown. We won 24-23. Devin also ran a kickback to Celo for us. Yes, he did. So Mike Anderson, or no, 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 Mark, Mark, Mark Anderson, Cuss, Cuss, go to the strip, Cuss, 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 but the second half, they ran the ball about 25 times out of 28 plays. They quit throwing the football. First half, they had a lot of success throwing the ball, and then they quit doing it. They got they settled their lead. They had Larry Fitzgerald and Anquan Bowen. Did, I don't think Fitz played that game. I want to know this. Tell me your favorite peanut story of all time. Oh, man. I don't know if I could tell that one, my favorite one. but <laughs> Oh, it's, so it's, you can say hey, whatever man, you we want here. We're good. Box them up in our locker room box them up box them up remember that game Charles? i remember i have a video of you getting boxed up that didn't happen that, that i will show later off the, afterwards it's like the worst quality i've ever seen i know but i'll i'll still show anyway it. the box them up game was uh like you'd have to hide someone's like around a corner and just slam it on someone's head and start seeing you know, box them up and slapping the box i think i got this dude about 40 times i was he, the best boxer <laughs> of all time but hold when on, he got yes, how old are you guys? Did exactly. You just, <laughs> you, oh, hold on, you, Roman. You been in the locker room. You know what yeah, it's I'm like, late. man. You, you're going to work. You're going to work. <laughs> but you're hanging out with your buddies, having fun. We, I think we got him the best though. It was from the second you story. Don't, don't say we. You didn't have anything to do with it. I, I can't. Izzy, <laughs> Izzy did it. <laughs> man, I, I take, walked out of the locker room. This is the biggest box I've ever seen. And this box falls on my head. And they got From it on the video. second story. <laughs> he's, just, he's just like standing there, and this box just collapses <laughs> on him. And everyone goes, ah! Oh! And they start mid. slapping the box, and he's like, Grr! What do you guys do? What do you guys do? <laughs> that's, not, that's not how it went. But they got me from the second floor All box. Right. Up. I watched the video the other day just because I knew you wouldn't remember. I love it, it when those videos resurface. Remember the ones from training camp? The, yes. Uh, Jam I have Rock, a, I have a video Jam of me Songs? jumping out of Brian's closet, scaring the. <laughs> 
out of them. It's raining camp. You just scared me, first of all. You might have startled me, but you just scared me. It's a difference. There's a big difference. It's a difference. Like, I scare people, I don't, but I, I get startled when it happens to me. I, I like it. Words <laughs> matter, Peanut. That's right. Nuts. Words matter. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> uh, so, I want to know this. You mentioned Peanut in your Hall of Fame speech. Yes. And so, number one, why? And number two, Peanut, how did that make you feel when you heard those words of Brian Urlacher, who you let off by saying, one of your best friends and best teammates? I will just say, I'll answer, I'll go first. Okay. Um, it felt good to be seen. It felt good to be recognized for the work that I've done. But it wasn't just me, though. It was He mentioned Alex Brown. He mentioned a lot of us. I think that Brian recognized that. I know he didn't do it alone, but he recognized the supporting. So I was a support staff, right? Yes. A supporting cast. And I think he recognized We did it together. It. We did it together. <laughs> like, he was a face of the franchise. We were the supporting I cast. I was up there at that time, but it was for all of us, man. Yeah. I, mean, I was yeah. the one who got recognized at that point in time. But I would I would have mentioned 20 guys, Roman, but you, they give you this little amount of window you can get up there and talk. I didn't mention any coaches because if I mentioned one, I wanted to mention them all. Oh, I yeah. didn't feel like it was fair to say one coach and I mentioned another coach. But player-wise, I felt like I could do that because the guys that I mentioned are the guys that meant the most to me. Yeah. So And the guys that probably had the biggest – effect on my career maybe or yes it, mostly in a positive light most of them i know there's a, a team that was so tight though oh that, that team no the, the team was great yeah man. we just had i mean you what made us, us what made us times. what made team. us bond was i think the games that we played and that and we just not we, the football we, games we played for one <laughs> another oh you're talking about football games no just in the locker room everything that, we did, did everything just just ball, yeah like we, we just we played for one another we were we, we were down for each other and that's man, what i love so going cool. to work every day man it yeah, was so it was fun like you know you know late, late in the season you're like oh my body hurts hell no i couldn't wait to get there i couldn't wait to play yeah. baseball <laughs> i couldn't wait to play ping pong i couldn't i just couldn't wait to get to work it was a blast to me the soccer game four square oh uh, yeah we could go on and on about this i know you i know you got to get out of here how about that Mr. Keith himself with the, the great interview. I'm calling him Keith now. His mama named Brian. I'm going to call him Brian or Erlach. I'm, I'm not, I ain't calling him whatever you said. Keith, yeah, it was a good one. Awesome job by uh, Sean Alexander, Brian Erlacher. Man, I, I just thank them for coming on the show. I, I just They blessed us with some, some knowledge. Uh, they dropped a lot of heat, man. I appreciate that. And also, I want to appreciate all of our fans and viewers that always tune in consistently. Please give us a five-star rating. Not please. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a follow. Hit the review. Leave a couple comments. Please share. As a matter of fact, don't please share. Tell them. Thank you. Say it with your chest. And tell a friend to tell a friend to do what, Peanut? Tell a friend! Thank you. We out of here. NFL Players Second Act podcast. Let's go. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.